I'm Gen Y Kate. And I'm Gen Xer Jeremy. And, and together, together we're, we're talking, talking serious, serious shit. Kate. Jeremy. Well, post-election. Oh my goodness, I yep. can't believe it actually happened. We've got a we've got a new government, don't we? New prime minister. We do. Um, he was jet sitting everywhere. He's yeah. Japan, like the day after the election, wasn't it? Why not? He? I know. Well, Why if you've got not? a big jet like that, wouldn't you just go, let's take it for a run? Let's go. I mean, now my that own you bedroom. can leave. I'm my own bedroom on the plane. <laughs> bedroom on a plane. Yep. What more could you want? Exactly. Um, how are we feeling about it all? Well, it's um, one we'll be talking about for a long time. I agree. Like huge, huge changes. Mm-hmm. Huge changes. And look, I don't think this podcast we're going to go deep dive into Definitely it. Definitely not. Um, other to say, look, everyone knows that the Teals just smashed the Liberals. Didn't they? Um, and, you know, for the Liberal Party, it's going to take a long time to recover, most likely, because... Mm. Um, you know, you look at North Sydney, it, it hasn't, this is not the first time it's gone independent. Ted Mack in the eighties was an independent yep. and he was there forever. Like he was there until he decided not to be there anymore. So, and these, this is liberal heartland. This is yeah, where they, absolutely, you know, exactly. this is where they fundraise. This is where they support and get all the money for, for their marginal seats. Mm. So yeah, big Big, big issues. Big changes. And also, um, you know, the other one to talk about is the Greens. I mean, they are virtually a state in their own in the uh, Senate. They've Aren't got, they? They've got 12 reps in the Senate. Is that the first time? I think it's the first time. Well, they're certainly the largest non-major party, yeah. you know, um, by far. And, I, I, look, I'd have to go back, but I think they are actually bigger than the Democrats were when they held the balance of power. Uh, in the Senate um, during their time. Yeah. So, yeah, big, big changes. Big changes. And it was a majority vote, right? It wasn't like a hung parliament or anything like no, that. No, that's like right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Labor now have got two seats, which I think is good for yeah. government. Yeah. Um, Agreed. They, to, things can happen. The Teals will be un, a bit unhappy about that because they've lost a bit of leverage right, um, okay. uh, in that. But I think it's... It's good. Look, I, I mean, I hand, you know, I declare that I'm a believer in the two-party system. I actually think we get better results with stability right. through the two-party system. Yeah. But the other end result of this was clear sign for both parties yeah. that their votes were record lows. Yeah, you know exactly. So whether this is going to be long-term yeah. or whether this is a short blip, you know, because yeah. people were pretty unhappy with the current situation. Current situation. Yeah. We don't know. That's yeah. yet to be decided. Well, we'll see. I know. Only time will tell, huh? Only time will tell. But anyway, what what I wanted to talk about today, tell and me. what we wanted to, well, yes. I, I, I suggested it and you embraced it Jumped wholeheartedly. On it. I did. I absolutely yep. did. The gun to the head always works. Yeah. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> so... Albanese, when Prime Minister Albanese, when he was Prime Minister, when he elect uh, on that night, mm-hmm. got up and the, one of the first things, I think it was actually the first thing he said was the Labor Party, the new government was going to implement in full yep. the Uluru Statement. Absolutely. And so I thought, well, what? why don't... <laughs> Why don't we talk about the Uluru Statement from the heart? What it is. What is it? I think that's what's a great being place implemented. to start. Totally. Yeah. So this was a... Off uh, you go then. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. You want to... Well, what I, what I said, I asked you, but we'll get into, is that I know that um, a previous... Um, Prime Minister said no to this, right? That's right. So, so the, the 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 Uluru Statement of the Heart happened in two thousand and seventeen, right. right? And it came out of the um, 
there, there was a bipartisan, like Bill Shorten and Malcolm Turnbull, as opposition leader and as prime minister, uh, agreed to looking at constitutional reform for the Indigenous people uh, and recognition and, some, and, and putting something into the constitution. So they went off and said, go and have a series of meetings around the country to decide on what will be what 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 you want mm -hmm. uh, you know to mm -hmm. be put into that um and that sort of that was called uh the council of the first nations national constitutional convention um which essentially met around and then it culminated it's a big one isn't it culminated friday on a friday <laughs> couple of syllables in that yes. one <laughs> Um, in this meeting on the between the 23rd and 26th of May in 2017 at Uluru, mm -hmm. um, they came together to discuss. So at the end of the day, after negotiations, talking, they ended up with this statement. This 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 statement that they gave, and this is this is quite interesting and different from other statements that have been done. They didn't hand it to the prime minister. Mm -hmm. They didn't hand it to the government. They said this is an, a, a message and a note to the Australian people mm -hmm. because we've given things to Bob Hawke. They had given things to Gough Whitlam. They had given things to Malcolm um, Fraser. They had given things in the past to all these prime ministers and nothing had ever happened. Nothing so they decided, no, no, we're going to do a note to the Australian people yeah. and say, look, this is what we want. Good tactic. Yeah. And so, look, it's 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 worth reading. It's a it's a full page, the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Okay. But I'm not going to read it out on this uh, podcast, but we'll we'll put a links in. Bit of homework for you guys. When I, when I work out how to put in links, maybe you can do <laughs> this. Kate will put a link in. Kate will put a link in because every time I do, I'll end up somewhere and we get spammed by something. <laughs> anyway. It knuckled down to three key words and three key things. Voice, treaty, mm -hmm. truth. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go through those. Eight. First of all, voice. The, sort of the general feeling was, okay, you know, in the 19, 1960s referendum that got passed, it was the biggest vote in Australia that recognised Aboriginal people in mm -hmm. the constitution. We could probably do that in another podcast. They said, you counted on, you counted us, you, you, you considered us. Now we want you to hear us. Yeah. And so this is this idea of having a voice that represents the Aboriginal people, mm -hmm. speaks on behalf of the Aboriginal people and has input to government and the parliament yeah. of ab anything to do with Aboriginal people. This was the thing that was dismissed by Malcolm Turnbull. He said, look, no, that's going to be putting in a third chamber in the parliament. It essentially means that we're going to have conflict of the elected people and the non-elected uh, Aboriginal body. So he was against it. He right. saw it as a third chamber in the parliament. And did he come up with a solution or it's just a firm no? No, it's just a firm no. Okay, moving on. <laughs> but anyway, and, and, and the response to that was, no, we, we just want an input. We mm. want to have a voice. If, if these are going to be, if things are going to be determined on our behalf, we need to have a say in this. Makes sense. So we need a voice in that. So that's what, it, and look, there isn't a clear, that needs to be worked out what For that sure. voice is. Yeah. And that's what, 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 what we're going to, what yeah. we're going to do. The next one was treaty. And, the, and, and we all know that the, the, the idea of a treaty has been around for a long time. Mm -hmm. In fact, I think the first group of Aboriginal people was in the 1800s that actually asked for a treaty with the Tasmanian Aborigines. And you look through our history, there has been time and time again requests for a treaty, requests for a treaty. Okay. And, and the thing is, when you look around the world and Indigenous cultures and treaties, 
Um, most famously, I think, in our neck of the woods, the 1840 New Zealand Treaty of Wontangi. Uh, that's that was done. The Canada, the United States of America, both have treaties with their indigenous people. Mm-hmm. So Australia has really been lagging behind the rest of the world in this area. And I think, again, what will that treaty be? What will what will it mean? I think at the heart of the treaty. And look, again, I'm I'm only. I'm not speaking on behalf of, of the course, Aboriginal people. I, yes. I, I'm not an Aboriginal totally. person. From what we've read and from learnt, what I've read, yes. it's a recognition that their sovereignty and that the land was never given over. Like mm. they never said when 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 white settlement came in 1788, they never said you could have the land. Yeah. It was taken from them. Yes. So a treaty is yes. about a recognition that we never succeeded in giving you the land. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we want recognition of that. So that's that's the idea of a treaty. And then, of course, truth. Uh, truth is about recognising the Aboriginal history that we were never taught. And, yeah. And it was really interesting the other day when that awful massacre happened in the United States. Yeah. We were talking, I was talking to my kids about, um, you know, massacres and Australian massacres. Totally. And, of course, I was thinking about Port Arthur. Yeah, exactly. So I, you know, did the old Google and, mm-hmm. and to get the information. Bit of Wikipedia. Yeah, a bit of Wikipedia. <laughs> you look at the list of massacres in Australia mm. and there are so many that we weren't ever taught about as kids growing up in education system, all to do with Indigenous people. I did not know that. So there's, you know, there's massacres in WA, which over 100 people were were slaughtered. And this is the history that... What time frame were we looking at here? Well, from settlement through wow. to, the, I think the last sort of big massacre was in the 50s. It's really not that even that long ago, is I it? I think there was even one in the 60s. So, wow. you know, so, so there's this history that we were never taught about. Mm. And what the Aboriginal people want is the ability to to have that yeah. put into our history, yeah. put in that and recognise. Well, how could we recognise it if we don't even know about it? I and think it makes sense. And and that's that's their sort of point is that we can't have a treaty, we can't have a voice without the truth. Yeah. We can't have people understanding why there is a bit of angst, why there is a bit of anger. Yeah. Um, if we don't know that history, and, and it's interesting in South Africa when apartheid finished. They held this truth effort put in over many, many years. I think it was called Truth and Reconciliation. was about just telling people's stories mm. of the injustices that were done to them. Mm. Now, there was no criminal things done after that. It was purely about just recognising and allowing people to tell their story. Yeah. So, um, and again... It comes back to that voice. They're saying, well, if we're going to talk about this truth, then we need to be part of the voice of that truth. Absolutely. And we need to sort of be part of that process of yeah. truth-telling. Well, we can't. it can't be from our perspective. We no, want to hear right. it from them, of yeah. course. Yeah. So, look, I, I actually am a big supporter. I think it's a great idea. I agree. I think it's a, a, a big gap in our it's a history. huge part of our history that we have yeah. no idea about. And and what they want to do, and, and, and it's interesting because I grew up, I took part in the year 2000, there was this big walk for reconciliation across the Harbour Bridge. It was okay. fantastic. It was, yeah. a, it was a lovely experience to do. Now, what they're saying from the Uluru Statement and the difference between that and, say, reconciliation mm. is they say reconciliation is essentially two friends coming back together again and reconciling from a past difference. Right. They're saying, but we've, we've never been able to do that first bit. We're, we're not, we haven't been friends in the sense of 
we've never actually accepted. That makes sense. You know, yeah, So of how can we reconcile if we've actually never. Never on those good terms to the, start with. To start with. Yeah. And that's sort of the difference. And obviously there's a lot more meat in, in this sort of statement, you know, the the voice and the treaty. Um, so look, it's it's going to be it's going to be very hard because this will need constitutional change. Yeah. Which means it'll have to go to a referendum. Yeah. And we all, you know, you know, look at the history of Australian referendums. Absolutely. They they don't succeed. Never. And especially, they will never. They have none has ever succeeded without bipartisan support. So you know, uh, the new Liberals mm -hmm. uh, are going to have to deal with this because this is a big agenda. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they go because obviously Peter Dutton is the new leader and he's mm -hmm. known as quite a hardline person. Is he? And, okay. You know, he's apologised, but he walked out of the uh, uh, the the sorry statement. He walked out at the of time. It. Yeah. That seems and aggressive. He, yeah, he's apologised since and said it was wrong. Right. But you know, so it's going to be Very quite an interesting, interesting time. So. Absolutely. But worth going to have a look at. There's some great stuff on the internet, especially on YouTube. There's little two-minute, three-minute clips everywhere that you can go see yeah. uh, and read. I want you to touch on that word that you were saying earlier because I think oh, it summarises yes, yes. everything so perfectly. Oh, now I'm going to get the pronunciation right. <laughs> You threw me. Please threw don't me. judge us on the how you say it. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. Makarata? Makarata. Yeah, the Makarata Commission. So what they want is part of this... Um, truth-telling voice and treaty is they want to hold a, a Makarata commission. Now, what, a Ma what is a Makarata commission, you ask and say? It's actually a word that comes from Arnhem Land. Mm -hmm. And it actually, it, it, it sort of means that it, it captures the idea of two parties coming together after a struggle, healing the divisions of the past. It's about acknowledging that something has done wrong and it seeks to make things right. I really wanted you to touch on that because I think it's so relevant and there's no, there's actually no word in the English language that actually summarises it that perfectly. Yeah. So I think it's, I think that's a, a great way to look at it. Yeah. So they're calling for, so. Uh, Rather than reconciliation, right? Yeah. That's a, what a, that, yeah. A Makarata commission. Yeah. Um, where, where people can come together, acknowledge the wrongs, but then, and the mindset is also about moving forward together. Mm. Yeah. Um, and we can all move forward together. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, that's great. And it's a. You know, I think in years to come, people will say, well, this, what a wonderful gift mm. we have been given as a nation to do this yeah. and to take this forward. Now it's up to us yeah. to embrace it and also be part of it. Absolutely. I mean, they fought so hard to get to this point. I think oh. it's only fair that we <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we yeah. do our, hold up our end yeah. of the bargain. And and obviously, you know, the new government prime minister chucked it right there. It says smack bang, number one. He said, we wholeheartedly support the full statement. Good on him. And so, um, yeah, so Great. it'll be interesting to see. So we'll... We'll keep you up to date with what yeah, that's doing it. Absolutely. Linda Burney, a New South Wales, former New South Wales Aboriginal Affairs Minister, is now the Federal Aboriginal Affairs Minister. Okay. And the good thing is she, she Ken White, who was the former Aboriginal Affairs Minister in the Liberal government, uh, he was the first Indigenous uh, minister to be the Indigenous minister, mm -hmm. and Linda Burney's the second. Um, and, they're, and they're actually working together. So that's really good. That, that's a good sign. Very good sign. Um, and then hopefully the, the rest of the Liberal Party follows Ken Wyatt's leadership. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and we'll see how that goes. Okay, well, stay tuned. Stay There's tuned. lots to update you on. We got... <laughs> we it's a long it. one. <laughs> it's a long one. Sorry, folks. But so much to talk about. There was so much to talk about. Long one, but a good one. Yeah. Any other things you want to talk about, let us know. Let us know. Absolutely. But we'll see you next time, folks. Bye. Bye.